God is the restorer of all things lost or stolen. When you turn from your sin and begin to make godly choices, you'll enter a new season of restoration. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I pray that you have an open heart as we keep going deeper into the life of no more ordinary that God has called you to. What does it take to live the life of God's dreams for you? How do we tap into that abundant life that Jesus talked about in John 10.10? Well, yesterday we learned that part of the equation for living an abundant life is returning to the Lord and obeying the Lord. We're studying Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses one through three. So first, we have to return to the Lord and repent and say, I'm sorry, God, I don't have a better idea than you. And then Deuteronomy 30, verse two tells us we have to obey him with our whole heart. We have to be delighted to put our lives in submission to the authority of the voice of God and the word of God. And if we do those things, if we return and repent, and if we obey with delight, what happens next? Deuteronomy 30, verse three, then the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. What happens? Oh, you're going to enter a season of restoration. God will restore your fortunes. Anything that you lost because of your sin, because of talking back to God, because of disrespecting him will be restored. Anything and everything that you have lost because of sin is going to be brought back. Now, this phrase, the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. He will restore you from captivity. That means the wealth of your life, the things that you treasure, the things that you value, you're going to get back when you return and obey with delight. And also this verse says that he will comfort you. He'll have compassion on you. He will cherish you and soothe you. When you return to God and repent, he doesn't hold you at arm's length. He doesn't say, I told you so. He doesn't keep scolding you, but he restores your fortunes and he cherishes you. I don't know about you, but that sounds a whole lot like abundant life to me. Deuteronomy 30 verses four through six. And if your outcasts are at the end of the earth, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you back. The Lord your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. And he will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul so that you may live. Well, what does it mean to have a circumcised heart? Deuteronomy 30 verse six talks about the Lord will circumcise your heart. I don't know about you, but initially I think that's got to be painful. 
Now, let me tell you what circumcision was. Circumcision was part of God's covenant to God's people. The first time it's mentioned in the Bible is when God was making a covenant or a promise with Abram. And God said, I will multiply you. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will come forth from you. I will give you lands and nations. See, circumcision was the evidence that God had made a covenant with his people. Let's read about it in Genesis chapter 17, verses 10 and 11. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Now, in G-rated terms, I'm going to tell you what circumcision is. It's the cutting away of the foreskin on a man's most private and sensitive part. It cuts away the extra skin. And what circumcision does is it helps to avoid a place where germs can accumulate and potentially cause infection. And when you're obeying God with delight, there will come a point in your walk with God where a cutting away needs to take place. And this verse says that we read in Deuteronomy 30, that God will circumcise your heart. He'll cut away the extra things. And when he does, when he cuts away the extra things, the process might be painful. What will happen, however, is when God does a circumcision on a believer's heart, it diminishes the possibility of infection or germs. God says, I want to circumcise your heart or your soul. When in the Old Testament, our heart or our soul is referenced, it means our emotions and our passions, our desires and our affections. It means our mind and our thinking and our memory. God wants that extra junk out of your life so that you are able to love him with a whole heart. You will never love him with your whole heart until the extraneous is gone. Now I can tell you this for sure and for certain, circumcision is going to hurt. There's going to be some pain involved. It will be uncomfortable for a period of time and it may take you some time to heal from the circumcision of your heart. Initially, you won't like it. It won't feel good. Let me tell you, we are Western 21st century Christians, and we have bought into the lie that everything about our lives must feel good. We only like the things that feel good. But God says, let me circumcise your heart. God says, let me cut away those attitudes that are keeping us from arm's distance from one another. God says, let me cut away the habits that might cause disease in your life. God says, let's get rid of those things in your life that have the potential to be a hiding place for germs and disease. Now, it's not going to feel great when God says, it's time to do some circumcision, but it's also at that moment when your ultimate healing begins. Now, let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 30, and let's discover the purpose 
for circumcision of the heart. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul so that you may live. So the purpose of circumcision of the heart is so that you could love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and so that you may live, so that you can live the kind of life that God always had in mind for you to live. You need to be circumcised or you will die. You need to obey with delight or you will die on the vine of life. You need to return and repent, or your life will cease to be fruitful and multiply. You need to quit talking back to God, or you will sacrifice any hope of living an abundant life. Now, we have learned that a life of no more ordinary is comfort and strength, that it's joy and peace and wisdom. And you know what a life of no more ordinary is? It's circumcision. It's cutting away the issues that have taunted you for years. You know, a few years ago, I had a bad tooth, a really bad tooth. It would ache and throb for days. My dentist would give me antibiotics. I'd take the pain meds and it would go away for a period of time. It would go away for a month or two. And then that bad tooth would begin to throb again and my face would swell and I couldn't eat. And I'd take the antibiotic and take the pain meds and I'd get better for a month or two. Well, this cycle went on for nearly two years. And finally, my dentist said, Carol, it is time for a root canal. Now, let me just tell you something about Carol McLeod. I don't like going to the dentist. I don't mean to offend any of you dentists out there. I'm sure you do your job with excellence, and I'm sure that you're pain-free, but I have never liked going to the dentist. I'd rather have a baby than go to the dentist. But my dentist told me at this moment, if you want to break the pain cycle, if you want to break the infection cycle, you have to have the dreaded root canal. Now, We don't have dental insurance, and this procedure cost a whole lot of money, but I had the dreaded root canal. I sat for hours in the dentist chair. I felt like he was drilling into my brain. It took several way too long sessions for the root canal to be complete. I had to rest for several days. I had to be careful what I ate. And then do you know what happened? I was better. I was all better. There was no more pain, no infection, no swelling or drugs. The dreaded root canal was worth it. Do I want to go through it again? No, I don't. But in the end, it was worth the means. The destination was worth the journey. The circumcision of your heart will be worth the healing and the life that it brings to you. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol 
at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.